in his image, after his kind, enter his rest. By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. As man enters God's rest, he begins to experience restoration and slowly matures into a new species altogether. No longer who he was, all things that held him in bondage, all that kept him from being in harmony with the will of the Father, melt away and are no longer a part of him. Truly, a new species emerges. This is not the new creature as taught by the old church, but one born through the word. Yes, like the old church, they saw the need to change and repented, separated from the Adamic race, and were baptized into Christ's death to resurrect new creatures and be filled with the Spirit. Here, however, the similarity stops. Those that had become a new species were fed truth that caused them to enter God's rest. By sacrificing or giving up who they were, they became who God wanted them to be, the recipients of His restoration plan. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 9 through 10 speaks of this rest. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. Now here is exciting news. Everything necessary to renew the human race was provided for and already accomplished before God rested and is waiting for us within his rest. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 explains, That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. So as man ceases from their dead works and personal agendas, and are obedient to do what God has called them to do, they begin to live his plan of restoration and manifesting it to the earth. As his plan unfolds through their lives, it becomes apparent who his children are. This is what all creation has been waiting for. They, just as badly as mankind, want deliverance from sickness, decay, and death. Romans chapter 8, verses 19 through 21. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that man would see the folly of doing things in their own strength and enter his rest, trust in him as their creator and father. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God, soon there will be no more sickness, pain, or death. To enter into the Lord's rest, however, man must be willing to leave this world behind. By this I mean, there are two kingdoms. They must choose the kingdom of God over the world Satan presides over. This means also mankind must choose the knowledge of God that his kingdom is founded on, over that of the worlds chosen for humanity by Adam and Eve. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 19 through 20 tells us, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, 
The Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, but they are futile. Please understand, the world's knowledge is responsible for every bit of the sin and corruption that is defeating mankind today. It has no place in God's rest and is no part of His plan. Those that refuse God's knowledge and continue to seek the world's will therefore be disqualified from entering the rest of God and labeled as disobedient, as were Adam and Eve. Later, the whole nation of Israel failed to enter his rest as well through their lawless disobedience. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 8 and 11 through 12 records, For if Joshua, leader of old Israel, had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest any one fall, according to the same example of disobedience. The early church failed also as it too refused God's knowledge and became full of false doctrine, lies, hypocrisy, and immorality. These certainly have no place in the rest of God. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word, or the knowledge of God, determines who faithfully enter into his rest, and who continues to walk in their own strength, to be defeated as the world's children. It is this word that the new generation, the new species, are born through. We see the word again in Revelation, chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. We can read from John chapter 1 verse 1 to better understand who the Word is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John chapter 1 verse 14 And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, his name is Jesus, full of grace and truth. John chapter 1 verses 36 through 37 And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. It is he the new species are born through. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 is proof. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, Adam, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. In choosing Jesus, they chose God's knowledge over Satan's, unlike the choice made by Adam and Eve. Within God's rest, as stated before, is his plan for complete restoration for the earth and all on it. As the new species carry out the works of the Creator 
from within his rest, they begin to fulfill his plan for the new heaven and new earth to be brought into being. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 13 shows the desire of the early church to see this phenomenon take place. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. The new species are the beginning of the new order of things. In this condition, or from this state of rest, they enter into Christ's blood covenant, becoming one blood, one flesh, bone of his bone, his kin. God's kingdom is therefore being established with each new level of maturity acquired as this generation feasts upon truth and begin to live their lives accordingly. The gap between the world and the kingdom widens. Interestingly, what is related to or considered as the real world is becoming more and more the kingdom of God to the new generation. And what is now the norm to the new species is a lifestyle that is bringing them to a closer harmony with the word. God said to the altered race of Adam, Your ways are not my ways, and your thoughts are not my thoughts. Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 through 9 For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This too is slowly changing as the knowledge of God is absorbed into the minds and hearts of God's children. As their lives align with His will, they become the blessed of God, the children of the promises made to Abraham. They are the harvest of the seed, tithed by Abraham to Melchizedek so long ago. All a part of the plan, reserved within God's rest until these end times. Hebrews chapter 7 verses 1 through 3, verses 15 through 17, and verse 21. For this, Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. The Spirit of the Lord operated as surely through this high priest as Satan operated through the king of Tyre. And it is yet far more evident if, in the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who has come, not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. For he testifies, You are a priest forever, according to the order, or kind, of Melchizedek, God speaking of Jesus, or Yeshua. For they have become priests without an oath, but he, with an oath, by him, who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order or kind of Melchizedek.
Now look at and consider this in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Can you see the plan for restoration unfolding? That he might be the firstborn among many brethren, the new generation. Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, verse 27, and verse 29 shows us how this happens. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. You see, Abraham tithed to the Lord through Melchizedek, who was of the order of Christ, with no beginning or end, much different than the Adamic race. This part of God's plan was included, so a generation after this order could be born into existence through Christ to fulfill the promises made to Abraham. Is this not awesome? The plan of God for restoration and renewal continues in verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we can see Man has to be born again through the Word, through Christ, through the knowledge of God to be those heirs. The new species are a people of like order or kind. They also do not have a beginning. They were predestined to be born again through God and are completely new creatures that enter into the blood covenant of Jesus, becoming blood brothers and sisters. They are truly His kin and in his image with no end. They are line upon line, precept upon precept, through his knowledge being brought to an eternal state. They, like the one they were born through, are after the order of Melchizedek. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 48 through 49. As was the man of dust, Adam, so also are those who are made of dust, and as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly, the children of the immortal seed. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. He has no beginning or end. He is the Alpha and Omega. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 through 55. So when this corruptible... Adam's race, has put on incorruption, Christ, and this mortal, the altered race, has put on immortality, those after the order, or Melchizedek. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The new species are God's victory over the enemy. King David prophesied of them long ago in Psalms, chapter 102, verse 18. This will be written for the generation to come, that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. As stated in the beginning, all things were created and all works accomplished before God rested. Concealed within His rest is His plan for restoration and renewal. 
within his plan is his knowledge, the word of God that he predetermined would die on the cross for the sins of humanity, resurrect to defeat the enemy, and create or produce a new species. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, the Word, Jesus, Yeshua. Satan will try to convince you his knowledge is the greatest gift to man. Just look at Yale and Harvard, for instance. Beautiful shrines containing his wisdom. But it is the same wisdom that operated through the king of Tyre, as Satan possessed him, as recorded in Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 11 through 19. The same thinking is found in the king of Babylon in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. Can you see the knowledge of God is astronomically far more superior? In summation, finally man can enter into the blood covenant of the Lord with a real understanding of who Jesus is. He is the word, the knowledge of God. He is truth and life. They comprehend it also. As they eat of his flesh, it is the message of God they are partaking of. The bread of life, making them one with the word. As they drink of his blood, they become a totally new species, a superior hybrid seed with the blood type of the Father and in his image. Flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. Finally, a bride a church after his own kind, the church glorious, triumphant. Come, enter his rest.